Welcome to our podcast, Band BFFs. The podcast where we make your music selection less complicated. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing Wings to the Mind by Brian Balmages. Cheers to starting the conversation. All right, this piece is great for a young band, even a beginning band. It is in the key of concert B flat. 4-4 four, four throughout. It has a six-note range. Uh, it is a short minute and 15 seconds. It comes with a musical jump start that you can use uh, to kind of help your students as you get going. Great, great teaching tool. Um, we are currently playing this at my school uh, in 2024, um, and it has been such a great piece with a younger band. So I cannot say enough about how much I have enjoyed it, and the students have as well. Um, it is faster uh, at 144, so you want to make sure you teach it a little bit slower at the beginning, uh, just to ensure that we don't have the uh, the rushing effect as you get faster in your preparation. Um, there are no stylistic and uh, things in the piece other than accents so that's great because the students can learn from the beginning uh, that we're just going to use a normal articulation and um, on this piece for percussion if you don't have enough players you could drop the bells as it does double the flute and trumpet part um, throughout the piece it is important to have a timpani player because it does help beef up your low brass and your low sounds in your band and um, of course all the accessories are important to just add that texture so starting off at the beginning, um, we have mel melodic sounds in the trumpet, and then the horn and the clarinet and sax are all needing to play underneath the trumpet since they're not moving around on their instrument. So this is already a great moment to talk about balance and why we do it and who we're going to balance to. So you do have to have a, a good trumpet section that can play in the in a really great range on their instrument, but but that they can play stronger um, overall. Um, uh, the low brass have these hits and then they're going to rest and then more hits. We want to make sure that they don't play it too loud when they come in. Um, at measure also, four. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt. You're good. Also, just keep in mind in those first few measures, you don't have any percussion to help right. with the pulse. True. So the students need to make sure that they're internalizing pulse and that they, they can stay together without the aid of that percussion section. We have a lot of entrances on beat two and measure three and in measure four. So it's important uh, when you're going through your parts with your students to draw breath marks in on beat one. So that way they'll be sure to enter on beat two. Um, Laura and I both believe in writing um, considerations on students' parts and then copying them uh, before we hand them out so that way it makes our teaching process easier because we already know what the students have had written on their parts. Um, trumpets have a lot of Ds in this piece, so continue encouraging them to be sure to kick when they have anything that's uh, longer than a half note or a half note. And then at measure um, five, make sure your triangle player is properly holding the triangle, um, not just keeping it clipped on the stand. They should be holding it up, making sure they're looking through it and they're using proper uh, technique with their, their beater and not playing it too loud, but just adding nice texture to the band. Um, at eight, we have another cool accessory with the suspended symbol kind of leading us into measure nine, along with timpani, again, as I mentioned, um, being important and snare drum now. 
All right, again, Katie mentioned lots of these entrances on beat two. I think it's important for students to put a breath mark on beat one when they have an entrance on beat two like that to help them take a rhythmic breath and be really confident about, uh, about that entrance. You have these half notes on beat two in the melodic line, so we wanna make sure, I would put like an energy line underneath those half notes so the students don't decay those half notes. We think about intensifying that air uh, through there. Your low brass, low reeds have an opportunity, a little moving eighth note line that's going to be really, really uh, important there and make sure that it goes um, in time with what's happening in the percussion section. Again, all of this, um, all of this continues uh, 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 with the same idea in mind. Now, at tempo, when you get to the performance tempo, your students should be able to play in four measure phrases pretty easily. Um, when you're first learning it, you may have to mark some things to consider. If you need, if like if your trumpets, for example, could if they couldn't make it all the way to the quarter rest, you may let them sneak in a little breath in measure 11 between the A half note and G half note uh, right there. But once we get up to tempo, they should definitely be able to make that in a, in a four measure phrase. Um, we want the trumpets to kind of be balancing to the woodwinds here. This is something new, a new idea for them. So we want the trumpets to be balancing to the woodwinds. And we have our low brass sitting on some low B flats. Those notes can be kind of sharp um, if the students aren't opened up. So make sure that you're teaching those students to open up, keep those teeth nice and open, uh, like they're hiding cookies from their parents in their mouth. Yes, nice, love it. And then um, as she was mentioning, this is a great opportunity to make sure you think also when you're marking parts for students about where they're going to breathe. For instance, maybe your flutes might need to take a breath in 14 mm -hmm. after the half note, but then you need to mark in your clarinet and oboe parts that they are not going to take a breath there. So that way we don't have a big gap in that line. It's just really important. And then again, in this piece, we, uh, we have a lot of rest on beat one. So make sure that students are always constantly moving and keeping their sound going till the rest. So like at 15, one, two, three, hit the rest. That's really important. And then we have some nice accents here. Again, that's the only um, different articulation. So just teaching them to make that be different than everything else. And we have a big uh, timpani leading into measure 17. And then right there at 16, you'll notice it's unison rhythm, but some of the notes stay that some of the instruments have notes that stay the same. Mm -hmm. Some have notes that change. So we want to make sure that we're hearing the notes that change. If they play an instrument where their notes are descending, clarinet and trumpet, we want to make sure that that is the predominant sound that we're hearing. There. Yep. And then another D in trumpet. So again, make sure you're talking to them about kicking. And then at 17, we're all unison. on the same note. So we want to make sure that this sounds not only in tune, but also that it's balanced well to the, the low B flat and the tuba. And again, making sure everybody goes all the way to the rest. Percussion get to be the moment of uh, glory here. They get to be the moment in the sunshine. Big uh, percussion break with timpani. Um, you may even want your your timpani player to you know, try different types of mallets to make sure that you can hear the articulation better. Um, that's kind of up to you, but that is something important just to kind of note in your parts 
for your percussionists. Um, at 21, we have a little bit of a different style section here. I tell my students this is more flowing here because we've added in some slurs. Um, we wanna make sure that flutes do not play piano here and probably oboes as well because um, that tends to make the flute players go flat. So just make sure that they're playing, there's nobody that they're fighting against. They need to just play with a good sound um, and with the right articulation. So we're gonna have slurs over bar lines here. Tongue slur, tongue, tongue slur, tongue, tongue slur, tongue. That's important that they get that articulation straight away. And then at the end of their, their phrase right there, they're gonna play softer with good vibrato or pulsing leading to the bar line at 24. But they have to get out of the way for the trumpets who have something of importance here. And because all of this is written dynamically to be soft here, like you've got to make sure that you stress with your students air speed. They have got to make sure mm -hmm. that they're using fast, intense air. Um, and I tell my students it's like um, it's like a whisper yell. If their mom or dad has ever yelled at them in a whisper, you know, like, Katie, you better stop that right now or I'm going to you know, okay. it's, it's that, it's that type of thing. It's an intense whisper. So, um, even though it is softer, it doesn't mean that the airspeed isn't fast. That's going to help with some of that tuning stuff, but also tone quality. Right. And then, um, at 23, you're going to see the opportunity for you to teach students about cues. Um, so I do like tell the students if they're going to play or not, like in their part, we wrote, trombones do not play or yeah i'm sorry not trombones trombones are going to play tubas do not play at 23 now you could have them play if you wanted to um in our band we have a good bass clarinet player so he's gonna kind of take over the color uh choice right there so we're leaving the tuba part out so that when they enter at 25 it just kind of changes the the timbre of the band which i think matches our band well, but you do whatever works for your group. Um, then again, everybody's coming in at 25 and the saxes have what the flutes had before, um, along with horns. So again, making sure you're writing in the tongues and slurs for them. T-S, T-T-S, T-T-S, softer. So making sure that every time they have that long note that they're playing underneath, because um, now we have the trumpets coming in again at 27, and they're the focal point. We do have a heart, like a quote unquote, more difficult uh, rhythm at 25 for the low brass. It's the hardest one in the piece. Um, they have to tie over a bar line um, in low brass, low reeds, and trumpet. So just making sure you write in the counts for them and even practice clapping and counting that so that that way they don't get off. And then when they come out of the tie at the end of 26, making sure that they articulate really firmly because those are repeated notes. Now, young bands, the tendency with this pattern that you see here is going to be for them to clip the, the mm -hmm. second note of the slur, ta 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 and we want to make sure they do not do that. So they need to make sure that they're using air follow through on all of that so the, the second note of that slur does not get clipped short. When we get to measure 27, the trumpets are kind of on an island by themselves, so their part is really important. There's going to be kind of, um, there's going to be, I call it a little crunchiness, a little crunchiness in the chord and the whole notes because we've got a concert E flat, B flat, and F. Um, happening at the same time. So just teach the students that that's okay. Lean um, into it. Yes, yep. absolutely. And then trumpets are taking the lead with the melody here. Anyone who has moving notes, altos when they come in, we want to make sure that the moving notes are being brought out in this part. Um, 
clear articulation when you start a note after a rest. Again, some more crunchiness in the clarinets where we have uh, those dotted half notes. Uh, again, just kind of lean into that. It, it's it's part of a cool effect. Yeah, and, the chords are really nice in this piece. And then more of watching that two-note slur, making sure that we're not clipping the second note of, of the slur too short. Um, and again, uh, kind of this waterfall effect where it moves through the different lines until everyone... Uh, everyone is coming back in at 33. And make sure that, again, your percussion are not playing over the band when they enter because it is having, like Laura said, this waterfall effect and we're adding in more, more voices. You want to make sure that it's not like startling that your percussion have started again um, at measure 31 and that they just kind of sneak in. And then um, nobody should be taking a breath between 32 and 33. Right. I am literally preaching that in my band hall right now. Um, so just mark it in their part to begin with. Put a little micro crescendo going into 33 and just remind them that they get to take a breath in the low brass right there at 33. So there's no need to take a breath right there on the bar line. Um, and then this is just like the beginning. So everything we've already talked about, you're going to get a chance to just review with the students, make sure that they're continuing to copy and paste all the same concepts. At 39, we do have a dynamic change. Everybody comes down. Um, but again, don't let your flutes play piano. They're going to be flat. So just make sure that they play with a full sound because they are going to be the melody here. Um, and then they get to crescendo a little bit coming into 41. Make sure, again, that low brass don't over-crescendo um, on top of the woodwinds here. Altos have a cool little chord um, change at 40, so make sure that they tongue firmly on 2, 3, going into 41. Um, percussion gets to help out a little bit there with texture as well. And then at 41, we, we all have accents again, so we want to make sure that we're aligning this and not having low brass miscount. Um, that is a common thing here, so just making sure that they have their counts written in and that they're really confident. Play it on a concert F first to make sure that you're aligning it throughout the band. Then you can go into the notes. Um, and then a big timpani feature at 43, make sure that they're playing that really, really strong. Again, you may even want to think about a different type of mallet. Um, and they're the ones that push us into the ending. And the low people can add a little crescendo going into the last note as well. Make sure the last note is the word tone. Ta tone so that it has not a clipped ending and then you'll you will want your timpani player to make sure that they dampen on the last note all right. Well, we hope that you enjoyed getting to hear more about Wings to the Mind and that you might consider programming this in the future for your band. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Band, band BFFs. BFFs.